Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Um, I'm Lisa Talbot and I'm really excited today because I am joined by Holly. Um, and you will know why I'm excited soon because Holly has the most wonderful voice. Um, and we are today going to be talking about self-development and also Holly's self-confessed uniform that who, where she wears black a lot of the time. But there is a reason behind it. And I want to be able to delve a little bit deeper into Holly's reason for wearing her black. But we're definitely going to cover some self-development too. So first of all, Holly, it is lovely to have you. Um, how are you today? Lisa, it's such a privilege and very special to be here with you. Thank you. I'm very well. Thank you. Good, good. And we, you and I were talking, weren't we, earlier on, just before the, the podcast kind of went live. And you were saying that you have a very special birthday for somebody coming up. And you have already got a cake prepared with the flour <laughs> sieved and the eggs cracked ready so that when you finish this lo lovely podcast, you're going off to make a birthday cake, aren't you? I literally am. You're absolutely right. It's all ready to go chocolate and almond and honey sponge all ready to Ooh, mix and bake <laughs> that sounds so nice and do you know what we you've got it all planned which is fantastic so holly just tell everybody what do you do for a role because you have the most wonderful job but there's lots of different arms to your job isn't there which is why you know i picked up on the whole self-development piece because i think that's really it's kind of a partnership that comes with clothing as well. So just explain to everybody what you do and a little bit more about yourself. Mm, lovely. Thanks so much, Lisa. I am in the background. I'm a wife and a mother. I've been married for 30 years. I was born and grew up in South Africa and I have heritage there and here in the UK. And I gave birth to my children in Australia. So I've lived full time on three continents. I'm a writer and a speaker now um, and moving also consulting and moving more into the transformational leadership coaching mentoring role. So that's in a nutshell. I'm managing things um, very naturally. My ethics stand on authenticity, naturalness and sustainability. So those are important to me in anything that I do, any decisions I make, they're, they're measured against those. And our home is run as naturally as possible. And our garden has always, wherever we've lived, has always been managed without chemicals and in a biodiverse way. So that's just, in a nutshell, I wear many hats. 
Yeah, but they're lovely hats, aren't they? And you, you were saying to me, you're just outside of Scotland, aren't you? We're right up down in the south of Scotland. I can see England when I go for a walk. We can just or stand upstairs. I can see England. The border's not far from here. Oh, how lo- And do you know what? That is a lovely part of the world because my dad was a Scotsman. So, you know, I had family up in right like Rosshire and they were right up the, tar- up the top. Um, and, and it is, it's a beautiful part of the world. Um, Holly, with regards to self-development, does it, you know, we all talk about self-development, don't we? And it always has kind of, people think of it in different ways. What do you see as self-development? Because I think it's really interesting because, because of what everybody has gone through over the past 18 months. It was such a huge curveball that hit everybody, both um, from a business point of view, from a work point of view, and also from a personal point of view. And I think in, in some ways, none of us have ever been through anything like that, you know, you know, depending on your age, you know, obviously the, the ladies and gentlemen that are, are elderly, they might have gone through the war, they went through something pretty dramatic in their lives. But for a lot of us, the, none of us have ever experienced this. But I've spoken to a lot of people along the way, they've, they've used it in a way, in a positive way, to try and do something different. And I am assuming, and please correct me if I'm wrong and, and, and guide me on it, the self-development piece has been very strong, hasn't it, over the past 18 months? Yes, are you referring to me personally or do you think generally in the world? So, yeah, generally, Holly. Yes, and I think if we, I'm, I'm sure there will be people listening into this conversation from many parts of the world. So just to make the point that there are still places who are in lockdown and going in and out of lockdown, and there would still be people experiencing what we've been experiencing in the last 18 months. And it's been enormously challenging. In the UK, it's been very, very hard. Yeah. From um, the the self-development point, and have you seen in, in your business people really taking like a 360 turn on what they do, how they do it, why they do it. Because I know from um, a clothing point of view, you know, I've watched people go from one end of their wardrobe and, and not use the rest of it for the whole time. So, you know, people have definitely evolved into maybe different characters. They've gone into different jobs. They've gone into, you know, I suppose, retraining and re-educating themselves. Do you see that as, do you see that as that comes under a self-development banner? I think so. I think anything that requires us to dig deep and reassess and, and adjust definitely is under the self-development. You know, there's self-development is personal development, personal growth, anything that requires you to go through stuff and come out the other side different or more polished or um, completely transformed. You know, it's a matter of degrees and it's all relative. But yeah, definitely, Lisa. And I think lots of people went from boardroom attire to tracky bottoms and, and then suddenly sitting on Zoom 
and having their important meetings invaded by screams from a bedroom, a child jumping on a trampoline or whatever, or dogs and cats and spillages and everything. And suddenly there was this need for people who couldn't maintain all the bravado or the, the chicness to just say, oh, well, this is me. At least I showed up. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know you're so right, aren't you? I think that's, actually, that's a really great way of putting it. I showed up because there were so many different ways in, in which people were affected, in dif- you know, in different ways. And like you said, I mean, I had my kids home, my 17-year-old twins home from last March. And they did the whole, that's it, we finished with, you know, schooling, we didn't do our GCSEs, nothing. So again, uh, you know, maybe like lots of other people, we fought for the Wi-Fi, you know, and we fought it. But what was really interesting, I, I saw so many ladies and so many gentlemen, clients on Zoom, and a lot of people working out, you know, this is what I used to wear, like you said, and this is what I wear now. Now, this brings me actually beautifully onto the bombshell that you dropped when I was in a clubhouse room the other day. And that was where, you know, I was listening to you and it was a conversation all about how people make life easy, how we save time, et cetera, et cetera. And tell, tell everybody what you said about how you have kind of implemented a different element to your wardrobe that now works for you and how you do it and why you did it and see and I can we can then kind of listen to see if anyone might resonate with with what you did. Well I'll give you a little background having grown up and spent the first 23 years of my life in the southern hemisphere I love flowing fabrics and you know I love to dress in a chic way and be made up for the boardroom. I love to be tailored to wear a beautiful jacket and beautiful shoes, be manicured and all of that. But I have been a wife and a mother for 30 years and I went completely natural. And in the Southern Hemisphere, um, you know, it's much easier to be in that sort of attire than it is here for most of the year. Yep. I also always prefer natural fabrics, irrespective of the climate, the hemisphere, I prefer natural. And I found that when I was first here, having come back to the UK, I was having to live in cashmere (laughs) to survive (laughs) the climate. Now that sounds quite spoilt, but I only had a few items and I kept wearing them of cashmere because wool was too prickly. And cashmere just work. And all the colours of the rainbow. And usually in blue jeans. I was at a different stage at that time. You are seeing me wearing black, but I'm actually wearing cashmere over another black top. And this is a repurposed cashmere jumper. Yeah, brilliant. One of the things I love to do is repurpose. And um, so this once was a very special black polo neck it now works very well repurposed as a sleeveless I don't know what you'd call it best yes so in terms of layering it works well so I'm not averse to all the colors and I love 
to be chic and I also love to be totally relaxed and I love my skin to be able to breathe. But it's a bit more challenging for me in the UK for much of the year, although I've acclimatized. So I've been on a bit of a journey and having found myself in front of a camera more and more going into Facebook Live or just different things. And now in the last year, 18 months, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom for all of us. Oh, so much Zoom. We're on Zoom yeah. now. <laughs> and we, we've transitioned, I think, from that space where it was okay just to show up. Yeah. Now I think people are readjusting how they are doing work. So they might be working remotely for some of the time, most of the time or all of the time. And they have to think again about how they're going to show up in front of the camera. Even to the fact of what's behind you now. You know, it was exactly, you know, I know we obviously talk about clothing, but you know, when Zoom first happened, didn't it? It was like, well, where am I going to put my computer as to what is someone going to see behind me before they came up with these wonderful filters, you know, and it, it's so true. And, and actually it let you into people's house more, didn't it? Cause you were like, Oh, you've got that painting on the wall lot. Oh, you've got that plant behind you. It was really interesting with regards to that, but please carry on with the rise to your clothes. We digress. Right. So you, you heard me yesterday on Clubhouse in a very special space on a stage say that I am only wearing black. Now, that was probably a little bit far-fetched, but I had literally, not long before, gone to my phone to continue with my Clubhouse um, journey at that, in that hour, having come from the kitchen where I saw my week's worth of washing, because I've I'd done all my own washing in one go. Um, and it was all black, <laughs> everything, <laughs> you know, from, from the jeans or trousers to, to the, the long sleeve, yeah. to the, um, you know, everything all the way in and out. And I just thought, this is hilarious. I should take a photo and pop it on, onto Instagram. And I, I remembered hearing that at some point, Steve Jobs decided, I'm just going black. Or, you know, he's, or he picked a uniform. I'm not quite sure which or both, whether he only wore particular clothes and they happened to also be black. I don't know. But I have a variety of things that are black. And the great thing about black is you can add a scarf. You can add a jacket. And it can be a completely contrasting color. Yeah. It's practical. Um, I don't currently have somebody helping to clean our home. So, you know, if I'm going to be having to do practical things like vacuuming or hoovering, however, it, you know, we say it, um, I don't want to show up shabby in front of a Zoom meeting in half an hour. So I need to be quite flexible. Yeah. Now, I love your blouse. I love that shirt. I love that. I love leopard it's sort of a leopard print, isn't it? it is, yeah, for, for anyone who's listening on the podcast, I have got a chiffon animal print shirt on because I love animal print. Yes, me I have. Too. Me too. I absolutely do. And having grown up in Africa, to me, that, that connects me with Africa oh, too. Yes. So I love it. And I love the tones, the colors you're wearing. And I'm very visual. And years ago, I was, when we were in Australia, and I'd only been there a few months, 
I met a couple who I think she was Australian or is Australian. He's South African. And we'd, we'd got together a few times and they just came out and said, Holly, you're a stylist. And I hadn't realized that, but I'm very conscious of, I love things to be just harmonizing. I love colors to work together, but black suits me, Lisa, because it's practical. You know, I can buy things en masse. I can buy three of something, five of something like socks. I won't name the brand, but there is a brand of cotton sock that I buy in black. <laughs> and, you know, when they start looking holy, I get another. Yeah. Scent, you know, you, it just saves time. It saves yeah. time, Have energy. You, do you tend to wear black for both your personal and your business life then? Or do you find that you have, you use black because it's quick and like you said, it saves time? Or do you find that then on a weekend, if you were going out with friends or you were, you know, your family or anything like that, that you tend to inject those, those color or do you tend to inject color to black? I will do both. Ah. I will, absolutely. Or I'll just go out in black. It's so easy to look prepared in black or to have a basic, a basic um, silhouette of black and then add some touches. You could also do that with white. You could do it with navy. You could do it with red. You can do it with your shade of green. You know, it, it's the block color. It is. It, it's, it's what we call the base neutral tone. So mm -hmm. what's really interesting, black carries a lot of blue. So, so colors mm -hmm. either carry a yellow undertone or a blue undertone and black carries a blue undertone. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were going completely down a road of pure color analysis, only a, the, only a quarter of the world's population can wear black. The rest of it can't. Wow. So, but what's really interesting, as a, as a stylist, I can say to somebody, look, black is not your best tone because it, it could be, it, it might not be, it might be someone's perfect tone. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, I think from an educational point of view, a stylist job is to help anybody, male or female, wear colors that they love. Now, there are definitely certain colors that suit a skin tone way, way better. And that is when the face can look light and bright and clear. But I think as a stylist, you can't say to anybody, you can't wear X color or Y color. So mm. actually, let's change it in a way like, you know, black. Um, let's change it by adding in print. Let's add in a texture. Let's add in another color to kind of make that black work for you. Because you, you just can't say to somebody, right, from now on, you can't wear black if their wardrobe has elements of black in it. So it's about you know, changing the necklace tone, adding in earrings. It's about, because what, what happens with color is it, it works very well and the, the look it gives us on our face. It, so it only works on an upper body garment. So the light comes from your doors or the daylight, it hits the decollete area, which is obviously just between the bust and lifts upwards. The wrong color can make us feel quite dull and mm. in lifeless and things like that. But you can change a color. So like you said, if you've got a black top on, if you suddenly put, I don't know, a plaid jacket on that's got purples and pinks in it because you have done your cleaning, but you need to quickly whip to the supermarket, 
you know that your base layer works, then you can add in other bits to bring that color alive. And, and, and you're absolutely right. I know a lot of clients and a lot of ladies who have created a uniform based on a, on a, a neutral tone, whether it be navy, cream, you know, whatever. If you look around for the autumn winter season that we're in now, there's so many neutral tones loads of creams, loads of whites, loads of caramels, that real crisp, you know, kind of winter feel. But it, it's really interesting how certain leaders, like you said, Steve Jobs and, and others, have created themselves a uniform yes. predominantly to, to save time. Mm. And it can, I think it can be a style uniform as well. Mm -hmm. When we were in Australia, um, you know, permanently I wore a lot of white and different climate though Holly isn't it totally totally and it would have been hard for me to wear black unless I was going to a black tie yep. event or you know a cocktail party or something and then it's your little black dress and you know that's easy but um I'm hoping you're not going to tell me Lisa that I can't wear black <laughs> And you know what, I can't, you can't ever tell anyone when you look at them straight away what, what colours are better. The, the mm. just quick tip for anybody is as soon as you put something on your top half, whether it's a dress or a jumper or a t-shirt, whatever, you look in the mirror and your face must look light, bright and clear with a really good structured jawline. If you tend to have a little bit of dark shadowing anywhere or if you tend to lose the jawline or something like that, then you know it is not your best colour. We all wear colour, but we all have best colors and that's the way right. to look at color it's about saying we are all going to wear the colors we like but you know what if we want to look unbelievably brilliant then we wear our best tones and then it yeah. makes it easier as well it's interesting because it links very nicely too to what we spoke about earlier which was the whole self-development piece mm -hmm. because i do think people use clothing as a way of sometimes a suit of armor so they wear what they feel gives them confidence that positive mindset and then they also use clothing in a journey because like you know if ladies and gentlemen have been with you and they talk about self-development and whatever as the journey goes through it's really interesting how clothing plays such an important part in that journey yes i agree and where I am at the moment, uh, you know, I worked in Mayfair in London and you, you wouldn't have seen me without my nails painted, usually red. My hair was always curled and immaculate. My makeup was immaculate. Um, but that was some time ago. And if I was back in that environment right now, I would probably revert to a lot of those things. Would you really, Holly? Not a hundred percent because but the elements of it. Elements. It's just the elements of the structure mm -hmm. and showing up prepared, you know, just just ready to do what you're there to do, um, rather than being all over the place. So I would I would I would definitely do that. Um I don't know that I'd be consistently in black, but it suits now and it also I'm also showing up in front of some 
quite um, significant business spaces. And so, you know, I had a very, I won't, I won't drop names, but I had an interesting experience a few months ago where I attended a meeting with someone who was making a presentation. And I was asked beforehand just to make sure that it didn't look as though I was at home. And it's I thought, well, I Zoom, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went into the boardroom on Zoom and I thought that's really interesting because I'm remote and where else would I be but at home? <laughs> yeah. So in, interestingly then, we're going we're gonna to digress again, but what did you do then? Did you put your, your computer somewhere else that had a different kind of, you didn't have your plant in the back or your, and, and for those of the ladies and gentlemen that are listening, Holly is sat on the most beautiful chair, but it looks like she has angel wings because is it furry, Holly, that you're sat on? It is so totally not furry. It is a hundred percent real sheepskin. Ah, there ain't no fur hair at all. This is sheepskin. Oh wow! But it looks like you're—you've honestly got angel wings coming from your shoulders. You know, I find that so lovely and so funny. Thank you, Lisa, because I was actually in a, a very large Zoom meeting, and the gentleman who was leading it called me to to um, he he, he was—we were going to do a an interaction in front of the crowd. And he referred to Holly with the angel wings, and I hadn't realized. <laughs> but I'll tell you my secret, shall I? Yes, please. Can I, I reveal. Right. Well, what you need to do is go to a well known outlet that I think originates somewhere in a Scandinavian country and acquire for under 50 pounds one of these sheepskin. So we can all have wings. Exactly, you can have wings. Well, we, might, we might need to um, earn our wings, though. I think you've, you know. <laughs> but it does also depend on the structure. So I'm going to let you in on another secret. This is an old oak chair. Oh, wow. Look at the detailing on it. Did that come with you from South Africa? No, this is part of a suite, a dining suite, that we bought from a friend, from her family, it had been in her family for generations. It's, an old, it's actually originally from England, but we bought it and brought it over from Australia, which is quite amusing. And so that's the whole sustainable piece, of, isn't it, as well? Yeah. It's that yeah. whole, you know, looking at things. And, but do you know what? The, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, whether it's clothing or whether it's furniture, um, a lot of it has sentimentality. You know, it's... And I think clothing does it too. You know, even when, when I work with clients from a wardrobe perspective, I say to them, before we even start, if there is anything sentimental in your wardrobe, it, whether you wear it or not, it does not come out. It might be taken out of your wardrobe and we beautifully vacuum pack it or whatever. So we don't have to look at it because it doesn't do a purpose but you never remove it. And I think that's where, or you pay it forward, give it to someone yeah. else that you know. But it's yeah. so interesting, isn't it? How, how objects, whether it be clothing or paintings, or it's the sentimentality. And even now I'm sitting there thinking, in my son's room, there is a little stall that I remember my nan putting her feet on to watch the telly. And it's just the most beautiful, battered, 
stall, but the memories of that one stall, and, and he has it in his room just to, I think it's in his cupboard, but he does something with it. But yeah, it, it's really interesting, isn't it? It is, and it's also how people perceive the value, because the furniture that we're sitting on was, it is highly valued in another part of the world, very, very highly valued, and not so much here, which is interesting. Um, and it has a practical purpose, this particular sheepskin, yeah, yeah. because it's cold, you know, and so I'm killing many birds with one stone, so to speak. Um, I'm comfortable. I'm in this chair for many, many hours, but I can change my background by putting my laptop in other spaces. Oh, that I was going to say, that's what we started this conversation, wasn't it? With the gentleman right. that said, so, so do you just, you moved for that occasion, you moved to appear not like you were at home? Yes, on that occasion, I put myself, I was conscious of the lighting and all that sort of thing. It was very early in the morning, and it also depends on the season as yeah. to how much. And I currently don't have a ring light, which is something we need to invest in. So I carefully placed myself somewhere that had a completely neutral background, rather than using a Zoom background, because I actually sometimes find them a little bit freaky the way they move, they move and you know and you don't quite know what's going on so I just put myself in an honest environment um, and had a cream curtain behind me yeah do you know it's so interesting isn't it and I don't think we we probably would ever have done it before mm. but even now when you're watching something on the television whether it's a news um, piece or an editorial or something like that and they're talking to a guest you think you haven't got a ring light on because sometimes they look so dark. Whereas before, wouldn't have even crossed your mind. But yeah, now you kind right. of go, oh, your lighting's not too good. And I think it's so interesting how this past 18 months has, mm -hmm. has made so many differences with, with so many different things and the way we work and the way we use our clothes and, and everything like that. So Holly, just before we close, because I know, you know, obviously you need to go make the cake as well for a start. I cannot be held responsible for your, for your birthday person not having their cake. Um, what have you got coming up at the moment? What are, you, what, what are your plans for the, towards the run up to Christmas? And doesn't that sound bizarre? But you know, when you suddenly go, it's probably only about nine weeks to Christmas. But what have you got coming up um, in the run-up? Right. Well, I actually have quite a lot going on at the moment. And as we were touching on self-development, one point to make is that for those who don't know me, I suffered a very significant breakdown in 2006. And it's, that might seem like a long time ago, but it was an agonizing journey back to me. And I have had to learn an enormous amount, again, everything from driving to speaking, let alone cooking or baking, etc. So the person you're speaking with right now, Lisa, I've been on an enormous journey wow. to get to this point. And that's involved a lot of digging deep. And one of the things that has been immeasurably helpful to me is signing up for the Brainathon. Uh, it was in March 2018, uh, run by John Astorath. And so one of the things I'm actually doing this week is helping because he helped me so much and he is one of my mentors and I do consider him a friend and a life coach. 
and I am in very frequent contact with them. So one of the things I'm doing this week is helping to promote that. I'm conscious that when this podcast goes to air, that time will, you know, if that's not yeah, as yeah, current. Yeah. So I'm working on that. I am currently getting my next newsletter ready because I will be divulging more of what I'm up to in there because I have various things on the go. So that's probably the simplest thing to say. I'm working on the next newsletter. Um, my podcast next um, next season is in process. Holly, my, what's your podcast called? It is Talking Hearts. Oh, lovely. Thank you. And it's, it's not just about the feely-feely stuff. You know, everything has to be authentic, whether I'm speaking to a CEO or, you know, somebody at the head of a council department or an entrepreneur or someone who's just gone through something, male or female, it doesn't matter. What I'm interested to know about is their journey and how they came to the other side and what they have to share with someone else to help them on their journey of self-development. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And personal and business development. So that's that's the podcast and that's grown out of my blog. Wow. And and do you know what? We haven't touched on it, but what is where can people come and see you on Instagram? Because I've obviously I've just called you Holly because you are a beautiful soul inside and out. The more I talk to you, the more I get drawn into you. Um What's your Instagram for people to come and find you so they can hop over and see? And obviously it will be in the show notes. I've, I've popped it in there as well. Um, but just tell everybody how to find you on Instagram. Thank you. Um, I have two main Instagram accounts. My personal blog is simply Holly Maxwell Boydale. And then I have one that is purely business and that is Holly Maxwell Boydale Official. Lovely. It has been a complete pleasure chatting to you. Um, very calming. It is, your voice is wonderful. I've listened to you on Clubhouse for many, many a week. And it has been a pleasure listening to you with regards to the self-development and the clothing. And um, all I have to say now is thank you to everybody for listening. Holly, thank you so much. Good luck with your wonderful cake baking. Um, you might have to put a picture up um, so we can all see that. Um, but thank you to everybody who's listening and we will see you all next next week. Thanks, Holly. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.